Well, let's talk to Paul Bryce. We missed his company on Friday as we were gallivanting around Sydney uh, through the Sydney Opera House and the, uh, alongside the, uh, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. But it's nice to be back in the studio and chatting to Paul Bryce, UK sports correspondent who joins us early in the week as opposed to late. Hello, Paul. Some have it good, don't they? Morning, fellas. Yes, yep. Some of us were pretty lucky on Friday. Uh, you had the pleasure of chatting to, to Jack on breakfast, but nice to be speaking yeah, to you first. Mucker. Yes, nice to be speaking to you first thing on a Monday. What's been the response from the, the UK media to that nil-nil result with USA? Well, they don't call us whinging poms for nothing. And, um, you know, it's a strange thing because they're dead set to, to go through to the next phase of the competition. But because we didn't score goals, we didn't play with any attacking flair... It did look a little disjointed, I must confess. But that said, um, England are in no danger of going out. Um, um, so I think there's been, from my point of view, a bit of an overreaction to, to what actually happened. Um, we were helped by what happened earlier in the day in that group and that momentous win for Iran over Wales. That's pretty much finished them off. Um, and if you think what's going on in that country at the moment... What a win that was for the Iran. They played like men possessed. Um, they really did. They, they, they really looked a threat every time they went forward. It's been a World Cup like no other. I think I said this to Jack on Friday. It's been a World Cup like nobody will ever cover again because of the backdrop, which, all right, you try to ignore, but you, you can't really. Um, it's, it's been incredible in terms of you know, every game, apart from possibly the opening game, um, has had something on it. Um, there's been surprises, there's been all sorts of stuff. And I said very early on that the, the Socceroos would, would do well. Um, what a super win that was against Tunisia. The Danes are very beatable, um, as the French showed today. And Australia are equal good enough to, to beat Denmark. Um, there's no doubt about that. So I, I wouldn't be at least a bit surprised if, if uh, Australia made it through to to the next phase, and it's it's just interesting that um, I, I I don't know what the support is like on the ground in Qatar in terms of Australian followers. It's a long way to go. Um, I I know one or two people who've gone over there, but I don't know what the big the biggest support has been. And of course, they're on at strange times in Australia. So you're up in the early morning. Um, I think the last game they played was. Uh, was reasonably sensible um, for people in the West. I think that was a five or six o'clock kickoff. I think um, uh, for that. But the rest of the, they're very difficult times. So difficult for, for to follow. But I'm sure there is a, a big swell of support as we go on. Paul, the thing I love when there's a World Cup on is the press in in uh, England and the way when England have a win, they boost them up and they boost them up and they keep boosting them up with the prime aim of hoping that they lose so they absolutely nail them. So uh, I don't know if you see it that way, but that's just the way that I see the press over there. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Wayne. I've, I've seen that, that that way. That's why I don't get too excited because I know what's going to happen. Um, we, we've had it over the years, over so, so many years. Um, you know, and that's why you find a lot of English people will follow other teams um, be, on the back of the press coverage of our own team. Mm, so, you know, there's been a lot of goodwill towards Wales, first World Cup finals for them for 64 years, a long time. Um, you know, and unfortunately, it's all come a little bit horribly unstuck uh, for them. 
but then we follow teams like Australia, we follow teams like Canada, who I must say, the little, little bit of a story behind that game today, they're all right, they lost 4-1 to Croatia, and the Croatians had the last laugh, because um, I don't know if anyone's seen this, but there's some media going around of a, um, the Canadian coach, who's actually an Englishman, uh, a man called John Herdman is from Newcastle, where I was was born. And um, after the uh, after the game against uh, the, their first game against Belgium, he's seen giving a speech and um, talking in rather inglorious tones about Croatia. Um, I certainly can't mention what he said, um, but I know that the Croatians weren't very happy um, to the point where I think they launched a bit of a, a complaint towards FIFA. Um, but the players did it for them, went out and beat them 4-1. So that's them, that's Canada finished, which is a shame because they look really good um, in both their games. They scored the fastest goal, incidentally, of the World Cup, 68 seconds. Uh, Mark you, um, just about time to open the beer um, to, to watch that one in, in Canada. That would have been early in the day. Um, but, you know, they've looked good. Teams like that have looked good. Morocco beating Belgium today is well, another big result. Um, we, we've thought that the, the African sides might have a little bit of assistance because not too far for them to go. They've got big support. And, and finally, we've seen it. And Belgium, really, for the number one or number two ranked side in the world, they've really flattered to deceive as we've gone on. Paul Bryce is with us. So we're chatting the FIFA World Cup, which, as Paul has pointed out, has had plenty of surprises and great storylines over the first week of the tournament. There's a test series, a very historic test series coming up for your uh, England men's cricket team, Paul, in Pakistan. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with their side, but Rehan Ahmed is in the squad. He's an 18-year-old. A great video emerged of uh, Rehan uh, chatting with Shane Warne, the late Shane Warne, a few years ago, who said he'd played first-class cricket by the age of 15. Well, now he's in a test squad at 18. Could he play in this test series against Pakistan as a leg spinner? Well, they've obviously picked him to think he could. Whether he plays the first test, um, who knows? Um, he's, he's certainly had a good county season for Leicestershire last year. Um, and very, very promising. I know um, a lot of people um, who cover Leicestershire, Leicestershire themselves didn't have a great season as they've not had a great season for many a year. But he was certainly one of the players to come out of it with some credit. Um, and I think the fact that um, he, he did, you know, he was coached well. He was, uh, you know, he had that conversation with Warren, which you've talked about, and he's, he's gone on about it ever since he got the, got the call up. You know, it's almost as if, there's a celestial presence, if you like, and Warren sort of saying, you know, now's your time. And what a wonderful thing for him. Um, there's a huge Asian population in and around Leicestershire. So I know that's going to be very keenly felt and followed um, over there. And who knows? Who knows? Because, you know, Adil Rashid is now really a white ball man. Um, we need probably somebody to come in and, and take up the mantle and bowl and play in, in red ball cricket. So, you know, why not? Let's let's wish him all the best and, and hope he, he does something. All right, what about the, the rugby union? We've uh, had a little win from Australian point of view, but it was quite extraordinary. They were down th a 13 to 34. My goodness. <laughs> My goodness me. 20 minutes to go and they're 20 points down. And um, my word. Where did that come from? With, with barely a full, tie, full side to put on the field because so many players injured or out with whatever something or other. Um, and they just came from absolutely 
nowhere. Sums up Wales season by by the mile because um, there's a fair bit of heat being turned up on Wen Pivak, who's the uh, New Zealand uh, coach of Wales, um, and I think he might well uh, be looking for a new employer very soon because they lost to Georgia uh, by a point, and now this loss where Australia really um, had, I wouldn't say they had no right, but they certainly didn't seem like it coming into that last quarter of the game. They just came from somewhere. And what a win for Australia. Um, And again, I often say this, that rugby is, if you like the poor man's sport in Australia, it doesn't seem to, rugby union anyway, doesn't seem to be anywhere um, except for the diehard followers of, of the game. So to see them come out and do this, and they perform very well on this spring tour. Um, they haven't won every game, but they've, they've done well at a time where domestic rugby, club rugby, is, is not in, the, in a great shape. Um, so to, to do it off the back of that, there's got to be some pretty proud wallabies on the plane back to Australia. Yes, yeah, been a, as you say, there's been some really good rugby played, but so many injuries for Australia and uh, losing a couple of tight test matches. So good to see them storm home and, and win that last one. Paul, nice to chat to you on a Monday. It feels a little bit out of, out of whack on our end, but it's nice to hear your yeah, voice early in the bit, week. It is a bit, but that's the life of a journalist, some commitments later in the week. So uh, wanted to get in as opposed to not at all. And, um, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad to do it. And uh, we, shall, we shall do it again next week. We shall. Thank you, Paul. Paul Bryce joining us here on Sports Breakfast this morning. Uh, very nice to chat to Paul out of a huge weekend of sport, particularly with the FIFA World Cup. Uh, but as Wayne mentioned, a good win for the Wallabies and some, some good sporting moments to talk about with Paul.